Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am your host, Brittany Ford, and thank you so much for tuning in to the episode today. I am a registered holistic nutritionist with a special focus on functional medicine for women's health. And that's kind of what we get into today in our episode. This one is all about gut health and really taking a look at the different microbiomes throughout the body, especially taking a look at the vaginal microbiome, which is not something I have necessarily talked about a lot on this podcast before, but is definitely something of interest to me. We kind of dive into it, how dysbiosis in the vaginal microbiome can lead to all sorts of issues and symptoms that women might be focusing on or dealing with. We also talk about candida and its significant impact on this and how it's kind of all related. We talk about UTIs and how to manage them if you get chronic UTIs, which I know a lot of women deal with. And we talk about the causes of that and how UTIs can even be related to candida and really what you can do besides just you know, taking a probiotic or drinking cranberry juice. So we kind of get into that. And I love learning about gut health because this was something that was really big in my life when I first got into health and wellness. I realized I had a lot of gut health issues when I was a teenager. And there's multiple reasons for that. And I kind of like share a bit on this episode, but I had like chronic sinus problems when I was a kid. So I took a ton of antibiotics, unfortunately. And I was also a C-section baby. So the whole microflora for me in general was not great in my childhood. And then once I got to my teenagerhood, it was just showing up in different ways. And I finally realized like, okay, I need to work on my gut health and restore everything that kind of happened over over the last few years. I think it's like after you take one round of antibiotics, it takes five years to rebuild your microbiome to be at a place where it was before you took those antibiotics. So that's pretty interesting. I am pretty horrific, honestly, but that's kind of what we talk about in this episode. And we also talk about the impact on women's health in terms of pregnancy and postpartum, how a lot of women are given antibiotics at birth and the detrimental effects of that and and what you can do about that. So we kind of, yeah, we kind of go all over the place with this and it's, it was a really good one. And today is Friday. So you know that this episode is dedicated to women's health Fridays are now female first, female forward, whatever we want to call them, because I just want to be able to provide more education and, you know, insights onto women's health from a holistic and biohacking perspective. And that's exactly what is happening with this episode today. So enjoy that. And it is also November now. So I am so excited about this. That means that there are going to be so many different Black Friday deals this month. And I do a lot of my big shopping in Black Friday in the month of November. I kind of wait, especially in September and October. It's kind of, I'm just like, oh, everything's going to go on sale in November. I'm just going to wait until I buy something then. Just because 
you know, I don't want to pay full price if I don't have to. And a lot of the brands that I love are also doing mega Black Friday deals. And so it's really exciting if there's something that you have thought about trying, or maybe that's a bit more expensive, or you've always wanted to do it. Now you're kind of like, oh, maybe I should do it now. This is the time to do it. And I definitely recommend maybe making your list and seeing what goes on sale. That's kind of like what I end up doing. So I know Buy Optimizers is having a big sale and it's all November long, which is awesome. And so it's not just on the one singular weekend. And you can use my discount code BiohackingBrittany and that will actually get you the most off. So regardless of whatever the discounts are on their website, or you find online, or you get emailed, I don't know. Mine is actually the highest. So if you use mine, I you know, I recommend you use mine. So it's Biohacking Britney in all capitals. And you can just go to biooptimizers.com slash Biohacking Britney. And there's like, everything is discounted right there for you. So it's really easy. And I really recommend you take a look and do that one. And then Mimeo and Fatty15. So Mimeo, I was talking about yesterday on my Instagram stories, actually. This one is very interesting because it stacks four different biomimetic ingredients. The biggest and most interesting ingredients that I think are being studied right now, they all have to do with longevity and cellular health and really activating autophagy in the body. So Mimeo mimics a 36-hour fast which is crazy. And their whole thing is that if you take these four ingredients, put them together, they actually work a lot better. So they have like spermidine, OEA, PEA, and NMN, and they put them together. And the research has shown that they are way more effective in the body for mimicking the benefits of fasting. So that's what Mimeo did. They stacked them together. They're the only company doing this, which is why I love them. And they are really making ways this year and they are very, very innovative. I love their team. I think they're great. And Fatty15. So Fatty15 is the other company that I think is worth adding to your supplement stack this year. This is a new essential fatty acid. Like what? That's crazy. That is so crazy. This is the first essential fatty acid that has been discovered in over 90 years since omega-3. Okay. However, it is three times more effective than omega-3. So if you're taking omegas right now for your hormones, or maybe you're pregnant, or postpartum, or menopause, whatever you might be dealing with, PCOS, honestly, omegas are kind of like recommended to everybody in my eyes. I would consider adding fatty 15 and potentially letting it replace your omegas. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm still finishing up my needed omegas that I have and I'm taking fatty 15 at the same time. And then once those omegas run out, I will no longer be reordering because I just don't think I need them. And I will be focusing on fatty 15 and you only need one a day as well. So it's like this tiny little supplement for those people who don't like a lot of pills or like large ones. This is really great because you just need a tiny little one and you just take it every day. I did a really good episode with them. I'm actually considering having them back on my podcast for another one because I think now that people are kind of, kind of like learning what Fatty15 is, I think we should do another episode where maybe I take some listener questions and we kind of focus a little differently on it. So enjoy those and enjoy this episode today. If you have any gut health issues, 
microbiome issues or struggle with candida, UTIs, anything like that, this is the episode for you. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. And I definitely learned a lot out of this one as well. Grace's information is linked in my show notes and on my website. My website is down right now. It should be back up by the end of the week because I am completely redoing it. So it's almost done. And then you will be able to be back on there. I know there's people who are like looking for certain things and links and all this stuff, but I had to take it down when I redid it because it's just how it is in the back end with Shopify. It's a lot easier to fix things and like work on it when it's not currently live on an old theme, like an old brand. So that's what's going on with that. I can also just message you anything on Instagram as well. I just send people links. Like kind of what happens is like, you know, people will hear something on a podcast and then they'll forget and then they'll think about it later. And then they're like, oh, I need that link. Can you send that to me again? I forgot about it. And that's fine. Just send me a message and I can do that for you. Enjoy this episode and happy November. And I will catch you next week for another one. Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. I am so happy that you are listening to the podcast today. We are diving into gut health. And I'm so excited about this because gut health was one of the biggest issues that I had when I was younger that actually really started me on my own health journey. Things like leaky gut, parasites, candida, and we are going to talk all about those different topics today. I have Dr. Grace Liu with me. She's otherwise known as the gut goddess, which I think is so cute. She has had an incredible journey and she's going to give us a bunch of insights on probiotics, SIBO, candida, leaky gut, and other things like that. So Dr. Grace, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm so grateful to be here and uh, talk about anything, you know, regenerative medicine and gut related. Yes, absolutely. So can you share your journey with us a bit and how you got from, you know, point A to point B of being somebody who is so specialized in gut health? Yeah. So I, like my, like many out there, probably in your audience, I developed my a whole series of gut problems, like since birth, actually. And I didn't realize it, you know, even though my parents are mainstream physicians, both my stepmother and my dad are physicians and my dad's a surgeon. But this is kind of what got me into my health problems. You know, my siblings and I, we all develop an autoimmune problem. And it's like, it was a complete mystery to my family, like why, you know, and and why, you know, eating gluten-free really helped me and my little sister. And it turned out it was a lot of, it was gut health. And so when I transitioned from being a pharmacist into functional medicine and regenerative medicine, I really like to look at a lot of the root issues. I used to teach at pharmacy school, so I really became intrigued about the primary literature, medical studies about gut health and the microbiome. And then I quickly transitioned that to that. And I even produce and formulate supplements now, including probiotics and soil spore-based probiotics, because these are part of the healing toolbox we need now, because our world is just so inundated with so many different chemicals, you know, our air, water, food, all are contaminated. And our gut health just doesn't like it. Our gut flora can't flourish, you know, with such high concentration of antimicrobials like glyphosate, right, or heavy metals like mercury. Back in the day, mercury was used as an antimicrobial to sterilize things. And little did they know, you know, how super toxic it is. It gets into our neurons, our whole nervous system, peripheral nervous system, and will only leave, you know, candida and other pathogens at high, high, high amounts. And so we live in a day where 
many things uh, are tox- toxifying us. Um, I was on a Mirena IUD. So in my second iteration of acute health crises, <laughs> it was actually a pharmaceutical that put me in the ground. It was a synthetic progestin known as levonorgestrel. It's in Skylar and Mirena IUDs, intrauterine Yeah. And I, you know, I just really wanted to just control my hormones and prevent pregnancy. But little did I know, you know, I was really prematurely curtailing my health and, and my whole longevity, actually. And this is what the studies show now. Uh, a lot of synthetic hormones are just so killing to us, you know, and yet we have many supplements even that are made out of petroleum products and other synthetics which are just absolutely going to lead to premature death and other health problems. So my platform, the Gut Institute, we're all about bugs, not drugs. There are certain pharmaceuticals, though, that are health are useful, you know, and we do employ many in health journeys, depending if we really, really need them. But in general, yeah, it's so much better that we apply certain like regenerative agriculture techniques. You know, these are things that will bring life back to dirt that's been so decimated by chemicals. And same kind of regenerative agriculture techniques is kind of like what I do for the gut, for gut and regeneration. So a lot of people may have silent issues, as you know, and your clients, they just don't feel like they, they may actually have perfect stools, right? But then we do some testing and it's like, oh, wow, complete hyperpermeability of the gut, you know, a lot of leakiness. And where there's leaky gut, there's also leaky brain, you know, brain fog, leaky ovaries, so PCOS, fibroids, infertility, leaky, everything, liver, leaky pancreas, it's like insulin sensitivity. This advent of like, oh, let's intermittently fast and cut all the foods out and starve and blah, blah, blah. You know, like we, you never live in a world where we're so undernutritioned or we deliberately do it because of just the chemicals and the gut flora, you know, a lot of pathogenic gut flora and, and biotoxins like mold and mercury, arsenic, they kill our pancreas and our liver and it makes us insulin sensitive, resistant. So you have to look at the root and I'm, I'm, yeah, I like, I love helping people, you know, looking at the root. So we love to help people reduce brain fog, body fat, fatigue issues in just six months or less, typically. I relate to so much of what you said. I had the Marina IUD as well. And prior to that, I was on birth control. And in terms of like the pill, I was on a less. And honestly, I didn't know better, which is not an excuse. But at the same time, I was just young and just like, just didn't know better, just wanted to prevent pregnancy at the time. And and that was the most important thing. And obviously birth control has a place in our society, but I wish I had known what it actually meant to be putting synthetic hormones into my body, dripping it day in and day out for like five years plus. And then when I came off of birth control, it took me a long time to actually balance my hormones. And it was kind of like you said, like I had leaky gut as a teenager. Then I went on birth control. Then I came off and like probably had, you know, leaky ovaries, as you say, and all these other things. So everything just kind of felt like a mess. And it was honestly, it took years to kind of undo the damage of that. And that was a very sobering realization for myself. So if someone is kind of in that boat right now, say she might be on birth control, maybe she is having some signs of gut health issues. Where do you even start with somebody like that? Like, how do you start supporting them when the decisions that they're making are, can be detrimental long-term to their health? 
Yeah. I mean, I, I believe everyone, I, I totally like concur with all that you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Part of so many people's pictures, including mine is like years and decades of birth control and then going to something you, you think is, I mean, I'm a pharmacist, so we were like just applying this into women. And now I just try to like ed- educate because there's so many other options like fertility awareness method, FAM. Yeah. Just being aware of your body, what the secretions are. And so if you're fertile, you know, just avoid that in window or have backup method and things like that. So as these hormones go into our body, they get stored in fat. Some people with different genetic variants and mutations, you know, may store more, I believe. And maybe it also depends on their toxic burden overall as well. And the flora, the flora can literally activate certain hormones to good ones and stronger good ones. They can also activate the pathogens invariably. Some studies will show they activate certain hormones to even like carcinogenic hormones. You know, so our flora really can magnify things in a good way or bad way. Yeah. So we all start with the gut, but that's not the only place. I like to look at hormones overall and also subjectively what people report. So we look at objective data like labs, like blood hormone levels at the peak, like peak luteal. So like day 21, day 17 to 22 or 23, depending on someone's cycle length. And Dutch, you know, Dutch is really good too. So many people are stressed and it will show up on the Dutch. And, and not always everywhere else. But also I like subjectively teaching people, you know, we have different surveys, just asking people like, oh, hey, you know, are you worried but tired? Do you have a hard time sleeping? Are your HIVs tanked? Anything below 90 is kind of a terrible heart value because it's it, it legitimately to me, I think HRV is one of our best metrics to look at our longevity. A, a lot of things show up there and emotional trauma included too. So just looking at different metrics like, oh, you know, are you having difficulty losing weight? Are you having difficulty? A lot of people are skinny, but they're fat skinny, you know, and they don't put on lean muscle when they're trying to, like through lifting or eating more protein. And so they're hard gainers. That, that also signifies there's a lot of leaky gut and hormone imbalance. So we, we look at the root issues. That's one of the three R's we teach. There's three, three R's. One is root issues. So there can be so many. When toxins really trump the pathogenic flora. I, I don't go and try to chase every parasite, every candida that shows up, or every Lyme marker that shows up, and Epstein-Barr marker that shows up. We, toxins will really trump any of the pathogens because when toxins are around, they go and trigger all the microbes to act very in hostility because they're just trying to survive. You know, nobody likes having toxicity around. And same with the microbes. So when we identify different toxins, you know, people have a body burden now. Even babies are, you know, when we test their cord blood in, in studies, they're chock full of hundreds of chemicals. Perhaps none of these are high amounts, but you add in the synergism of like 300, 400, 500 different chemicals. Of course, it's going to impact many systems, their liver, their pancreas, their detox, their flora their brain function, their serotonin, dopamine, you know, and, and adrenaline uh, capacity. So just looking at root issues, that's the first thing. The second we do is recolonize, resurrect the microbiome. Most studies show the modern world, the microbiomes that are present, including breast milk microbiome, people are missing a third, if not even half of the microbes. So think of, yeah, think of our microbiome like a wealth portfolio. How would we go into, you know, retirement missing half our wealth portfolio. Let's say that stocks just tank, right? In, in half. How are you going to how are you going to sustain things or even buy groceries or gas, right? That's like our microbiome. They make so many longevity, pro-longevity chemicals, 
One flora that I love is called Bifolongum. Our probiotics are Microbiome Mojo and Bifomaximus. These have the, we have the highest industry strength of Bifolongum. And Longum is associated with longevity. It literally produces so many great pro-longevity and anti-inflammatory chemicals for us and keep our guardians, like other flora, happy. And they keep the microbiome tight, the whole gut lining tight, tight, tight. So we can't heal, yeah, unless we seal, seal the gut. So there are a lot of hacks I do with clients. Certain supplements will bring this sealing faster. I'll go over that too, if you like. Hi there, folks. I've got some thrilling news to share with you. The Buy Optimizers Black Friday mega sale is in full swing. And guess what? It's actually not just for one day. It is for the entire month of November. This mega deal is available only for my listeners and only with my code. Yep, you heard me right. It's literally just for us. Now, you already know that I have an unwavering trust in bio-optimizers. These guys are the real deal when it comes to improving digestion. And let's not forget about their top-of-the-line magnesium. It's truly the best on the market. Plus, they actually back up their products with a rock-solid 365-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. Now is the time of year when you fill up your shopping carts and stock up on bio-optimizers goodness. Trust me when I say this, you won't be able to find a better Black Friday deal anywhere else, not even on the mighty Amazon. The biggest discount you can get and amazing gifts with purchases are available only on my page, bioptimizers.com slash biohackingbritney with code biohackingbritney. We all have those never-ending Black Friday wish lists, but this year I challenge you to put your health at the top of that list. Instead of those impulsive purchases, let's focus on what really matters. So why wait? Choose health over unnecessary things this Black Friday. Head over to bioptimizers.com slash biohackingbrittany and enter my code biohackingbrittany at checkout. Let me know what you think of it and don't miss out on this mega deal for my listeners only. Yeah, so that's the second. Recolonize, bring back the guardians that are missing, the third or half that are missing just like a welfare portfolio, just like a firewall. Would someone really go surf a different, a bunch of websites without an adequate firewall, right? On their computer? No, because you would go and pick up a whole bunch of malware viruses and not only risk losing your hard drive, right? But really precious documents, photos, right? And corrupt those, right? So that's like, like our body as well too. Yeah, you want we want all the adequate firewalls and really literally babies are born now without that or many of us have lost it um, because of antibiotics, and super sanitizing method, hyper hyper hygiene, which is not so great in the COVID world. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And then the third R, yeah, the third R is rhythms. So like you're really into hormones. We have circadian and diurnal and nightly nocturnal rhythm for all our hormones. Like men get a boner, right? They have morning wood. You know, women, we have PMS. We have a monthly psych rhythm. We also have daily rhythms of our hormones. You know, progesterone peaks more at night. That's why we like to take progesterone more at night. It's our calming hormone. It's it's anti-inflammatory. It's anti-cancer. It's also really pro-calming. So a lot of women who don't have enough progesterone, they're anxious as fuck, right? And they're they're like cranky, right? Dry, you know, like. And they don't have enough hormones to support keeping the our lower extremities free of uh, imbalances. Yeah. 
And then, so recolonizing also means, you know, when we get enough of the good flora in, they go and reduce other flora. Like I love looking at the, on a urine test, we do a lot of organic acid testing. It's a metabolomic test. So we're looking at really the flora and what they're making in terms of dilutable, water-soluble materials that go into the blood. And then they're filtered by the kidneys. So they show up in urine. It's a really simple, non-invasive test. We do it in children as well, three and up and look at spectrum kids or kids with a lot of gut issues. Because we can see the burden of fungal overgrowth, mold and candida, rhodotorula, many other fungal overgrowths. And we can look at SIBO, different clostridium overgrowths and other flora. We don't see the exact species, but it's just the burden. How many red zones, how many are over 20%. I, I look at what's natural and normal. Healthy people have markers that are 20% or below. It's way lower than what the lab reports actually. So I have like different functional integrative ranges than the lab even. But when we hit those ranges, people feel great. And we have different protocols. I also teach coaches and concierge doctors some of the protocols. So that's how we start. We just share like what our ultimate goal is, you know, one of the rhythms is temperature. Anyone below 28.6, yeah, they can't fend off viruses like Epstein-Barr um, or Candida. Yeah, so there's different tricks to get that. Yeah, do a hot bath with mag chloride, you know, get in 10,000 steps a day. Let's like bulk up on all the adrenal um, protocols. Like we love products like, our Dragon Mojo, it, you know, it's mildly going to block some, it's got a lot of dim and chrysin, so it's going to block some estrogen receptors. Yeah, and and, and get our uh, anabolic hormones like progesterone and testosterone up. And it's, it's anti-stress, so it will help to normalize like cortisol levels. And then, so once the, the temperature comes in, then we don't have to worry about so many pathogens. You know, a lot of pathogens are just running around because of the toxins around and the temperatures are too low, the two T's. Man, I just like want to talk about so many of the different things that you have mentioned. Some things that definitely stand out to me as I'm thinking about now is this idea of starting with a healthy foundation for our microbiome. So I was a C-section baby and then my mother had mastitis and so she actually couldn't breastfeed. And so to have that back to back is very interesting. Now, obviously we didn't, she didn't know back then I didn't know when I was a kid, obviously, right? But now as I am focused on preconception health and helping women and we're having these conversations more, I've realized and I've learned how significantly important it is to have to try to have a vaginal birth because of the microbiome that's actually involved in that from the bacteria that the baby experiences when it comes to the vaginal canal. And now I'm sure as you know, C-section babies have the option to do a like swab afterwards where they like wipe the mother and then they wipe the baby down. So the baby actually gets that bacteria on their skin. But I'm so, I'm so curious about the breastfeeding microbiome that you mentioned, because I actually haven't heard of that before. And I would love for you to kind of dive into that for all of the mothers and new moms listening. Oh, I think the work you do, Brittany, is so needed and what a gift it is because starting with women preconception, they can help heal their microbiome and vaginal particularly and breast milk microbiome before they even have the baby. Because usually someone has a C-section, usually in the U.S. it's not scheduled, whereas in Britain, in, in, in Brazil, you know, or China, you know, they tend to want that and they schedule them. But if they're having distress and requiring a C-section in the U.S., usually because the mom is in distress and usually there's already a placental and vaginal dysfunction in the microbiome dysbiosis. So swabbing, the couple studies that have already come out, they don't show any benefit to the baby. And I think it's because they're swabbing pathogens on the baby from the mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Premature births show like a really big gut and vaginal dysbiosis. And same with usually 
other issues that come up that require C-section. But it's not just C-section babies now, Brittany. I had a I had a C-section daughter, you know, and before that there was a there was an induction with pitocin. So not only is pitocin a synthetic hormone, oxytocin synthetically, which has so many problems, it's not hitting the receptors, you know, as accurately like the way we talked about the synthetic birth controls. But when they give an IV in the hospital, they're almost like it's condoned to also give an IV antibiotic too, because they're going to prevent infections that might, might come through like the skin or the IV or other things that might happen, which would put the hospital at risk. They get fined, you know, if there's a septic event, sepsis or other infections. So whenever you start doing any hospital maneuvers, there comes with it the risk of either oral or IV antibiotic. And so it's actually a legion of kids also the same. They're born without a microbiome, just even though they're vaginal, but they've now been bombed, right? Nuclear bomb with an IV through the Pitocin maneuvers and induction maneuvers. Yeah. So with through UC Davis and probably other labs now, there are many researchers, I don't remember their names per se, but they've been studying the microbiome in the breast milk. And so breast milk is not sterile. Many of us used to think that. And when I first started looking at microbiome research 20 years ago, that's what a lot of people were saying, but it's not. It is full of probiotics. They come up through the lymph circulation from the gut they actually identify the whole circulatory pathway. It's like a highway. You know, our lymph carries nutrients, carbs through triglycerides, right? And and fats, of course. But it's also where we have all our, our immune cells, white cells, many other things. They also found that's actually where the probiotics travel. And so it goes to the milk. Baby's born without an immune system. It has not had vaccination yet and, you know, being vaccinated to the environment or other things that they're eating. So it comes from mom. Mom gives it the probiotics which are the immune guards, guardians. They also get prebiotics. Now, do you know what they're called? In general, no. Yeah, they're human milk oligosaccharides. They're the sweet taste of, of milk. Milk does Breast milk does have some carbs in it, but there's a lot of non-digestible carbs. They're for the flora that get implanted on the baby, within the baby, like through the vaginal canal and mom's poop, stools. You know, in olden days, they didn't quite like, colonic the mom and stuff. They, the moms actually pooped on the babies <laughs> many millennia ago, like animals. But that gave the baby the best microbiome transplant. And it seeded the baby through the vaginal secretions and the poop. They got all the anaerobes and the obligate anaerobe bacteria in the gut. It would go in the baby's eyes and ear, nose, throat, all over the baby. And that's how baby got like its microbiome. And then slowly over time, you know, the microbiome changes. But bif- babies are full of bifido, and it's also in the breast milk in a healthy mom. But th- when the UC Davis researchers were looking at the milk microbiome, they didn't see any of the healthy flora in the breast milk. Whereas, like when they looked at European breast milk or healthy mom across the world, they would see the flora there, and they were the healthy components of the microbiome. A lot of bifido, a lot of bifidobacteria. And like Bifidobacteria infantis or Longum, you know, and Animalis and others, Bifidoanimalis. And it's not present in Western milk. And I really think it's because of our hypersanitation and our antibiotic procedures. And also, you know, the result of C-section and Pitocin IV antibiotic procedures. So it's, they're extinct essentially. Yeah. And, and yeah, but they're, they're meant to be there. We also have immunoglobulins. Baby, babies are born with leaky gut. This is how mom's IgM M stands for maternal, they're immunoglobulins from mom that she has developed either through vaccination or protection from after an infection, right? They would 
protect the baby, but how do they get into baby circulation? We can't like IV the baby, right? So literally it goes through the baby's gut because the baby's born with leaky gut. And then it seals over time over the next six to 12 months as they start to eat solids. So evolutionary, we're, we're meant to have open zonulin, you know, and, and leaky permeability. But the baby, if they have plenty of bifido, the leaky permeability is not a problem because they have, they're full of bifido and it would seal it when it was permissible and it didn't need the immunoglobulins or whatever. Yeah. So they're built to have immu- an immune system. Even though they're not having their own antibodies yet, there's all these stop gaps, right? Bridge, bridging that happen evolutionary. But now, because we're IVing the babies through C-section and giving them inadequate formula, now the formula is way better than you and I were when you were a baby or you know when I was little. I got formula too. I had something called a twilight birth, which is like completely unnatural <laughs> and lots of you know, lots of who knows what they did, you know, anesthetics and stuff. But yeah, babies are dealing with so much. Let's talk about getting the remarkable benefits of fasting without the daunting commitment of long-term fasting. As a dedicated professional, always on the lookout for ways to enhance my health and well-being, I've explored intermittent fasting extensively. And if you're a listener of the podcast, you know this. However, I've often found myself pushing the boundaries and experiencing adverse effects such as sleep issues and energy slumps and also hormonal issues. While intermittent fasting did offer some positive outcomes initially, like many of us, I struggled to incorporate it long-term without it really disrupting my daily life. However, my life has recently taken a turn for the better, all thanks to Mimeo. This is the world's first biomimetic supplement. This incredible innovation is the accumulation of years of rigorous clinical research meticulously designed to replicate the effects of a 36-hour fast at the cellular level, which is wild. With Mimeo, I can now experience the holistic benefits of fasting without enduring prolonged periods of hunger and deprivation. Are you intrigued about the benefits? Let's get into it. First and foremost, Mimeo activates your cell's innate regenerative capabilities, much like fasting itself. This translates to optimized metabolism and better control over hunger, which a lot of us really value if we're trying to watch our weight. Secondly, it significantly boosts energy levels and accelerates recovery, making it an absolute game changer for active individuals like myself. Thirdly, Mimeo elevates mood and sharpens mental clarity, enabling us to be at our absolute best every single day. I definitely notice this, especially when I take it right before work in the mornings. The icing on the cake is that Mimeo's formulation is exclusively derived from molecules naturally produced by our own body. This means it is very, very safe because it is in perfect harmony with our biological system, delivering optimal effectiveness. Still not convinced? Mimeo offers a 100% happiness guarantee. That's right. There's absolutely nothing to lose. So for all of my fantastic listeners out there, if you want to give Mimeo a try and add it to your supplement stack, I really suggest you do so. And you can do that by using my discount code biohackingbrittany for 10% off for the first three months of your subscription, which is awesome. Join me along with countless others who are on the path to revolutionizing their health with Mimeo. Bid farewell to the challenges of long-term fasting and usher in a healthier, happier version of yourself which we always love. Thank you for listening. And always remember, when it comes to optimizing your health, Mimeo holds the key. 
visit their website linked in my show notes and on my website as well and embark on your journey towards a better you now. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it sounds like it. If someone were to like choose a home birth, would that help with the option and availability of the bifidobacteria? Because they're obviously being less sterile and there's less antibiotics and those things, types of things happening. Yeah, I really think so. But then also because women in general, like there's such a um, burden of toxic burden and stress. I've just heard of so many home births going bad, like really like bad. <laughs> and you, you really want to be close to like tertiary NICU care, life of the baby and the mom, you know, like you have to all have all those in the birth plan. But yeah, I definitely think so. I think having a relaxed setting, everyone's happier, calmer, there's less stress because stress kills our microbiome, the good flora. So yeah, just, just that calm environment is definitely amplifying probably like a hundredfold more the good flora for baby. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get into candida a bit more. I had a, I don't know, when I first started having gut health issues when I was a teenager, although mind you, I probably had them younger, I just didn't know it. One of the things my naturopath found at the time was a overgrowth of candida. And so we worked together to heal that as well as healing the dysbiosis and the leaky gut that was happening at the same time. That's so and beautiful. it was honestly great. It took a, a couple of years to kind of get things under control, but it really sparked my passion for health and wellness in, in general. But I remember just being so overwhelmed when I did one of those tests and seeing like, oh my gosh, I have this much candida. Why do I have that much? You know what I mean? What have I done? So what are the typical signs and symptoms that you see in your practice of somebody who might have candida overgrowth? And what are your kind of first recommendations for them? Uh, what a great question. Yeah, that comes up so much uh, for gut health. So in general, I would say most of our functional medicine testing are pretty deplorable in detecting candida. It happens to happen to get detected, I would say there's a huge overgrowth and it will take a timeline like yours, you know, one, two, two and a half, three years for full, complete resurrection of the microbiome. It's pretty challenging. And when it happens to be detected, it's usually because there's something else there, a biotoxin or heavy metal burden, you know, or stress, you know, like I think C-section stress is stressful and many other things, right? Adrenal stress, as you know, and things. So getting all to the root for all that is really important because without the body temperatures coming up, people will constantly go through candida protocols and they won't work. The body temperatures have to come up. That's our first line of defense against candida. We're meant to have healthy levels. Seven to 8% of the gut is usually healthy candida. We need it. They chelate heavy metals for us. They produce B vitamins, including B12. You know, They have a lot of healthy, good functions for us. But they go out of balance when there's not enough of the balancing guardians like the bifidos and butyrate makers like Clostridiolus, like Roseburia, Fecalibacterium, Perezinazzi, Eubacteria. Fortunately, now we have so many probiotics to help colonize. So I use some uh, brands, not just ours, Microbiome Mojo, but we also use Acromantia brands now, probiotic, and other soil probiotics like Terraflora by Environmedica. And microbiome labs, they're megaspore. But we, I love other consortiums of bacteria for probiotics like Equilibrium. These all add in more diversity. We can never go wrong with more diversity. Diversity is ultimately what helps to ke uh, keep in check any pathogens, whether they're parasites, candida par uh, pathogens, 
SIBO. Um, so I really believe anyone with any amount of uh, gut issues usually has a candida overgrowth. It's just whether it's detected or not. And so the, our first line defense is looking at temperature, right? Looking at rhythms. Cortisol, when it's out of whack, it causes leaky gut. So also, again, there's no point in trying to work on leaky gut when people have a lot of stress. We try to look at all their you know, degrees of stress. And usually the biggest one is the gut. You know, the gut is a big stressor. It's a huge surface area. It's as big as a tennis court. Can you imagine if that's all bloody and broken up? You know, it's really hard to heal from that. It's a subclinical infection. And it really drains our immune strength, our regenerative capacities. So one of our first line to hit, you know, our regeneration is to bring on some peptides. So peptides are our newest tool in functional medicine. On, on the Gut Institute, you'll find many brands. We have HealthJev, a couple BPC, 157 brands there. They have a new TB4 coming out. TB4 in clinical studies is shown to actually resurrect a scalp microbiome for a dandruff study, a dermatitis study, seborrheic dermatitis study. It's really fascinating. It can control mold, aspergillus, and candida on the skin and resurrect the good flora, like the ones that belong there and lower pathogens, not just candida, but also even bacterial pathogens like strep and staph and pseudomonas. So it's really powerful. So we use oral, so it means by pill, the pill form of TB4 peptide. And there's some brands on our store, the Gut Institute. So that's the first thing, the second, because we normally would make enough, but if we're ill, chronically calcified or tired, stress, a lot of cortisol dysregulation, uh, we don't make them. And as we age, we make less and less, you know. So TB4 comes from our thymus gland. It's right in our front, the chest. As we age, it atrophies, it involutes, actually. But we can bring it back online, I believe, by healthy practices, meditation, many things. There's so many so many different ways to hack. You probably know all of them 100%, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, we can bring all these things back online. But in the meantime, for healing, those just trigger so much faster healing. And then the typical kind of candida protocol we, I love to share about is those that also hit other pathogens. They're not just antifungal, they're also antiviral. So with my pharmacist background, it really is helpful for that. And I love teaching the protocols. Like we run continuing education all the time. We sell the replays. If people are interested, they're on the Gut Institute or join us for a live webinar. And so monolaurin is really, really helpful. It's an extract of food, coconut oil. So as long as they're not allergic to all the nuts, including coconut or avocado, you know, Lauric acid from, from coconut oil is really wonderful because it's antiviral. It can hit Epstein-Barr really successfully, which everyone will have when they are dealing you know, with such a high candida burden after a lot of antibiotics and, or any kind of toxic burden. And it will hit candida. And it may, I believe it has some anti-mold properties too. So it's hitting mold too. Mold and candida aren't identical. They, they kind of require different botanicals sometimes and different fungicides. So we can hit both. And then I usually add in a berberine-based product if they tolerate berberine. So there's a lot of products out there. Yeah, canbactin has actually been studied in clinical trials, but there's so many. Orthomolecular makes a candicid X. I love Da Vinci Labs. They have a candicid also. We use a lot of biomatrix. They have a candicid X or candicid I can't remember all the names, but they're all the same and they all work. Yeah. One of my favorite game changing supplements that got released this year is fatty 15, which is just changing how we see essential fatty acids. C15, the first essential fatty acid discovered in over 90 years is at the heart of fatty 15. 
This science-backed award-winning supplement is setting a new standard for long-term health and wellness. Imagine reversing cellular aging, achieving whole body and mind health. Fatty 15 offers three times more cellular benefits than omega-3, targeting and reversing the core of how we age. If you value omegas for your hormonal health like I do, Fatty 15 is a revelation for menstrual well-being. It's the breakthrough that we've all been waiting for. But there's a lot of other benefits just other than the hormones. It is more than a supplement. It is a lifestyle game changer. Say goodbye to those days of feeling sluggish and hello to a renewed sense of vitality. Whether you're an athlete looking to optimize your performance or someone simply aiming to improve your overall well-being, or maybe you're also interested in longevity and anti-aging, Fatty 15 is definitely for you. This is one of the best supplements I discovered this year, and I am so, so thankful that I did. You can use my link in the show notes to to get a discount off of Fatty15. They don't have any discount codes, so you have to use my link if you want to save. And I highly suggest you do so and add this to your stack of supplements today. Yeah, they're pretty obvious in the title of the supplements. It usually has like can in it somewhere, like candida or something like that in the title of the product. And I, yeah, I've used a few of those at different points in my life. And it's been really helpful, but I think it's one tool, like kind of what you were saying, one tool in the whole like plethora of things that you actually should ideally be doing. Like, I don't think you can just take some sort of like anti-candida supplement and be like on your way. There's a lot to say about like nutrition and diet and exercise and stress. Like you were talking about, like we really want to take a holistic approach to it to heal it and then also prevent it from just like resurging again in like three to six months yeah exactly they always resurge yeah you know people get so happy oh you know i i can now eat this and that and gluten even yeah but also they got to look at the end game yeah right like did you get your body temps up to 98 as close to 98.6 right did you recolonize did you take plenty of probiotics with a lot of diversity if not you're right. Everything will fall apart again. The next stressor they have, the next alcohol binge, the next pandemic, and they're isolated and anxious and not seeing their lovely loved ones. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The alcohol was such a turning point for me. I used to drink a lot when I was younger and I stopped. And one of the biggest things that helped me stop was I got an aura ring and I actually started seeing the impact of alcohol on my heart. And I was astonished. And that was, I think, in like 2019. And I was like, oh my gosh, every time I drink alcohol, my HRV that night is like in the 30s or 40s. And when I don't drink, <laughs> yeah, when I don't drink alcohol, my HRV is like 80, 90, 120, like these really great numbers. And I was like, oh, this is the legit poison that I'm putting in my body. You know? I know. It's so fun too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Of course. Of course. The fun stuff is the stuff that's not good for you. Yeah. Oh. Well, we like that people still do some fun stuff, but you have to know a lot of hacks, right? Like to get there. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. The to your podcast. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. I would love to talk about UTIs a bit. And I'm curious your thoughts on this. So I have a friend of mine who is postpartum. She's about like 10 months postpartum. And she has been struggling with recurrent UTIs right now as she's in postpartum. And 
She's really frustrated. She doesn't know what to do. And then I also have another friend who's currently pregnant who is also getting UTIs. So I'm just curious because personally, I haven't had a UTI since like probably for 10 years or so. So it's like, it's not really my, I don't have a lot of personal experience. So what do you think is kind of happening? Why is this becoming more common? Yeah. Do you know if they've had complexities in their case? Like, were there any ascending pyelonephritis or ascending, you know, infection going up there? No, I don't think they know. And or they okay. didn't tell me. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. And I also check out like if they've had fibroids in the past or PCOS. It's just a trigger that like probably their lower extremity has a lot of dysbiosis and, and it's in the lymph nodes. So if, like we look at animal studies, you know, they'll sometimes harvest and, and sacrifice the animal and look at the lymph nodes. And guess what? Like when there's a lot of UTIs, there's also a dysbiosis with all the microbes. So it's not just E. coli bacteria, which is a common offender in UTIs, but then there's also the atypicals. So they're looking at skin microbes, you know, staph or strap and others, but then there's also going to be candida. So some of these UTIs aren't really bacterial. People temporarily feel better because when there's a candida overgrowth in the bladder, yeah, there's going to be bacteria as well. And so temporarily antibiotics do seem to work, you know, whether you're using Septra or Keflex, Cephalexin, it will temporarily work, but invariably the symptoms come back again because it's actually, it's not a sterile UTI, right? It's actually candida, which when they're doing a clean catch UA, they don't always look at candida. They're not growing out candida on the right media. So they don't know there's actually a fungal overgrowth in the bladder. So if it's recurring, because they've had so many antibiotics already, once you take one antibiotic for UTI, you have yeast overgrowth. Makes sense, right? It sets us up literally the way modern medicine is, unless you use botanicals and a lot of probiotics, so we've, you know, I used to treat people only with probiotics. None of the UTIs would ever come back. But now it has gotten harder, Brittany, like the last 5, 10, 15 years since my practice started. The easy things don't work anymore. The easy button doesn't work anymore. Before it would just be easy probiotics, some fiber, no, no problem. You know, no, no, no UTIs would come back. You know, people who had chronic UTIs forever and ever, it would end, like wouldn't come back again. You know, now it's so much more different. And I wonder if it's because you know, since isolation with pandemic, people are in their homes all the time. If they live in mold, now they're breathing it in all the time and now it's living within them. And as you know, mold is fun- fungal. So now it's turning on the candida in them with their growth factors, the fungal growth factors. So I think that's part of it. You know, when I first started, cell phones were weak. They hardly had a signal. Now we got 3G, 4G, now we're at 5G. And we got smart meters outside a lot of homes. And it's a lot of EMF toxicity pollution. And what we know in petri dish studies about fungal elements, even aspergillus, but E. coli, bacteria, and even Epstein-Barr viruses, when you expose them to EMF, bad EMF, like 3, 5G and, and smart meters, they don't like it. They get very hostile and unhappy. Makes sense? Yeah. So I actually do use some PMF tools. We have nutraceuticals, like supplements, right? We also have electroceuticals now that are really helpful, like PMF mats and clouds that like cloak the house from EMF. Okay. But just to get to the basics, yeah. UTIs are generally usually candida fungal and the atypical uh, bacteria. So the same kind of protocol I mentioned, you know, like monolaurin with like a canobactin BR or something. If we, if we're using peptides with them, I usually dose these once a day. So we're not overkilling the, the flora. Right. And then we have a huge dose of probiotics with, with, bacteria, with fiber prebiotics, if they tolerate it, like a little psyllium. We also will add in something for the SIBO coverage, the bacterial 
coverage in the bladder. So something that's going to hit E. coli. So a lot of the parasite protocol programs are also going to, because they have clove and black walnut and, and many other strong botanicals. They're also antibacterial against the atypical strep and staph and also E. coli. A lot of the parasite programs that hit Giardia, you know, and amoebas and even worms, I'll add a dose of that in like just one or two capsules to the program. So it's a huge killing program. But in the, in the end, we just do like one or two weeks at a time, one week off, and then hit it again for a second cycle. Usually that'll take care of it. And we do lots of probiotics, the ones that they tolerate well, and then diversify when they're ready to broaden that spectrum. You know, get in more diversity, like the products I mentioned, you know, our microbiome mojo, which has two kinds of probiotics in it, the soil probiotic, and then a huge high dose, ultra potent bifido-based probiotic that really are going to seal the gut permanently. And so we will often see people with decades of chronic UTIs and even pyelonephritis and kidney stones with it. They heal within just a few months with this kind of protocol. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't take that much actually. For pregnant women and lactating women, then it gets a little more complicated. You know, you want safe programs that are used like in Chinese medicine that are safe in lactation. With pregnancy, it is a little harder because we don't know the full teratogenicity path um, per potential. So I kind of go to Chinese medicine to see what's safe in pregnancy. We use those, we use those generally. And there's a lot. And coconut oil, I'd have to check the guides for pregnancy and lactation. Because it comes from coconut, usually it's kind of more safer because it's a food-based, you know, type of thing. Because it's uh, monolaurin that's coming from coconut extracts. You'd have to just check which ones are safe. And there's a lot of different guides out there to check check those events. But we, we commonly work with like lactating moms. You know, their baby might have Lyme. And it's really good to like work on that early and the mom. You know, some moms may have so much mold in them too. They're affecting the baby. Um, a lot of UTIs might be mold related as well. You know, um, they're calcifying. And there's some like bladder stones, um, but they're all from mold. They're you know, oxalates coming from mold. And we check oxalate levels on a urine test just to see if they're elevated. You know, if they are more than 20% on the lab range, they usually have mold. And we have, it would be great to work on that. But it's hard when they're pregnant. Yeah, it will have to probably happen, yeah, postpartum or even post-lactation. All right. I know that so many of us struggle with our hormones. We have a lot of confusion around our menstrual cycles, ovulation, having our periods, regulating it, and really just minimizing the symptoms that we often deal with. I have been there. I've had a mild PCOS diagnosis. I have had irregular cycles since I've been off birth control. I've had a ovarian cyst. And honestly, I've been through a lot when it comes to hormones in the last few years. So out of that, I really taught myself about cycle syncing. And this is the idea that during different phases of the cycle, we are doing different things. We are eating different foods, taking different supplements or drinking different teas for the nutrients, exercising differently in response to where our hormones are at at that time. And through living in this ebb and flow of our cycle, we can actually feel better. We can look better. Our hormones are happier. We're mentally better. We can sleep better. And this is exactly what I found. So I took everything that I did. I put it into an easy peasy guide for you. It's called the ebb and flow cycle guide. It's on my website. Go and grab it right now. This is literally going to solve all of your hormone issues. I'm not kidding. It's 
So, so good. And it's so easy to read as well. I also added in a part about seed cycling because I know so many of you are interested in seed cycling as well. So that means what seeds do we take during which phase of the cycle? These seeds have different phytonutrients in it that can help with the different hormones during the different phases. And I've also included over 30 recipes that are super tasty as a bonus. So these recipes are designed for the different phases. So you can have certain ones during your period, during ovulation and things like that. And of course, I included biohacks. I included which biohacks to do around ovulation to optimize that, how to optimize your menstrual cycle or your menstruation during your period and everything like that. Everything from castor oil packs to acupuncture to red light therapy to healing baths that that I love, that is what I did. So this is my ebb and flow cycle guide. You can grab it on my website right now, biohackingbrittany.com. Go for it. And I hope you really enjoy it. There's been over 500 that have been bought already, which is so amazing to see. And I'm just so thankful that I get to help women with their hormones and on their health journey. Yeah, I mean, even more the reason to like cleanse prior to trying to conceive is just to work on these things. Like I was doing a ton of saunas even, and just to really sweat and also saunas are really great for stress management as well because it puts you into your parasympathetic mode. And if I can be sweating but be in a parasympathetic mode, you know I want to do it. <laughs> um, That's great. Yeah, so it's it's really just this like emphasis on how do we yeah how do we address these things before they become a bigger issue or you get pregnant and it's harder now to treat or you're breastfeeding same idea so. It's hard when I talk to friends and family and they are dealing with like UTIs and stuff like this. And we talk about diet and I, as a nutritionist, like a good goal. And what I was always taught was try to have one fermented food a day. So that could be like kombucha, as long as it's lower in sugar or sauerkraut or yogurt. And when I kind of explain this, a lot of people will say like, okay, I'll do that. And then they'll go and buy the yogurt that has like strawberries and fruit and everything in it. And I'm just like, no, no, no. Let's buy like the unsweetened yogurt that has like three ingredients in it. And then you add berries to it, right? So it's just, I think our food right now is just so difficult in terms of like how healthy and actually like nutrient dense it is and even bacterial dense it is in a good way. Anyway, so... I That's, hear you. I agree. Yeah. yeah, we run into so many shortcuts. Even I like shortcuts, you know, but I used to make my own sauerkraut, but it would be like a it would be like a 20 hour job every every other month. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, this is so much work. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you definitely don't have to make your own everything, but it's like making the swaps to healthier versions of what you're having, especially if there's like healthy bacteria involved, I think can go a long way. And then it also does save money. I mean, if people have time, you know, it does save so much money. People make yogurt out of our probiotic. I think that's great, especially because, you know, they can't these species in a coconut brand. Let's say they're allergic to dairy and they want to make it in coconut. And it, it works out great or almond milk. It works out great. We'll, we'll have women use the capsules, open one end and insert it vaginally. Maybe they need a little coconut oil or something to lube it and so it doesn't hurt or anything. But 
so healing, you know, because if there is a bladder issue, because the bladder is also connected through the lymph to the vagina, whatever's in the vagina is also going to be elsewhere in the gut, you know, in the, in the bladder. So we have to hit all the terrain. I talk about tongue to tail kind of resurfacing our, you know, microbiome or tongue to testicles for men, dudes, you know, but it's, it's everything. Sinuses, sometimes for mold or clients with um, sinus issues, polyps in the nose, we have them dab a little of the probiotic nasally, not to stick it all the way in there, right? Like COVID nasal test, but like just, you know, dab because then there's no point in working on the gut if, you know, the sinus keep dripping and inoculating the prior pathogen that was identified. it's really everything. Yeah. But people feel great. You know, a lot of women who have, you know, different infections, if they're pregnant, they end up with group, group B strep or group A strep, depending on the testing. And then they'll have to go through antibiotics with their doctor through Western medicine. So we really don't want to prevent that if we can. So vaginal probiotic will be the game changer. Yeah. Interesting. I haven't done that before. That's definitely something that I would be interested in trying. I've heard multiple people will talk about it. And I just think, yeah, it just makes sense really to be able to put the bacteria right into the vaginal canal. Like it just makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it averts all kinds of BV and in there even HPV can't survive a healthy vaginal microbiome. So it can it really avert like so much discomfort for women and procedures, you know, and worry and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I also just think about like what you said earlier about toxins too and the clothing and the underwear that we're wearing and like how breathable it is as well. Like when you're wearing tight pants or something all the time and like it's made out of polyester and it's just like synthetic fat, like fibers rubbing on you, like there's no air in and out of there. And so I just think it like for people who are susceptible to it, it probably just breeds like this bad bacteria so easily. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Just go underwearless, you know, pantyless. <laughs> yeah. Like it's really good for the microbiome. Yeah, we wear all, I mean, I love my Lulu, whatever, you know, leggings and others. I made the mistake and bought some recycled plastic pants. And I don't know what I was thinking, like putting this against my, I, I mean, I avoid plastic and here I am putting it on my skin and, and near my Lulu. What was I thinking, right? But yeah, to have it breathe, that's so important, Brittany. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I agree with you. Like choosing 100% cotton underwear is more breathable. Like the natural fabric is better. And also at nighttime when you're sleeping, like definitely don't wear underwear. Like that is such a good opportunity for like airflow to everywhere. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's little things like that that sound, oh, this is such a simple recommendation. But actually day in and day out, like that is the type of thing that can really help and prevent further complications from coming. Exactly. It's our how our ancestors probably lived as well too. We're just like going back to roots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think now because of our world that we're in, I personally like try to take any little hack that I can get to kind of like build up my tool belt because it just kind of feels like we're bombarded with so much every day now that I kind of need all of these things in order to like give myself like a fighting chance, you know? I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Let's take time. But once you incorporate it to a habit, right? It's nothing. It doesn't, the hack doesn't feel like anything. It's a, ha- it's a, become a habit now that you don't even think about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It becomes a lifestyle, right? And then you feel so good doing it that you don't want to go back to kind of what you were doing before. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll see it. Like if you're measuring API data, like the HRVs, like you just yes. see it. It'll yeah. It will. Yeah, I really believe that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I stopped binge drinking real quick when I got my aura ring. 
I was like, okay, I'm good. Maybe like a glass or two of wine here and there. And then that's like it for me. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if people want to work with you or they want to try your probiotic blends, where can they do that? You can find everything at thegutinstitute.com or email us anytime at info at thegutinstitute.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Yeah. A lot of sources there as well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brittany, for um, letting me share. Yeah. Hope people feel better and have like just the most joy and endurance and energy that they want in their life and to, you know, move beyond, you know, these health issues so they can really enjoy their passions and travel and be with their friends, family, you know, fully present without these things bothering them. Yeah. It's, it's so, so hard, but like you offer so many different solutions available. If people just like contemplate them a little bit, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I will link this in the show notes, everything that you said, and also on my website so people can easily find you. I learned a lot from this episode and I think everyone did as well. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.